0: Let's just
1: continue and
0: I'll pay more attention. So apparently it wasn't recording at some point what we were saying. Okay, I'm going to say that again since you're hawking a loogie. Apparently it wasn't recording what we were saying.
1: I wasn't hawking a loogie. That's
0: what it sounds like every time you do that, by the I way. I was
1: clearing phlegm, which just is as equally disgusting. Gross. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say
0: so. I'm just saying. The
1: difference is that I didn't (laughs) let it out of my body. I kept it in my throat.
0: Oh. And then
1: I sent it on a journey (laughs) to my belly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is like, actually, that's a much worse visual for me than. Actually, I don't know. Okay, anyway.
1: Some mysterious snot product working its way down my throat. You don't like that visual?
0: Yeah, I don't want to talk about that anymore.
1: Down to my belly. Remember when we watched uh, Magical School Bus? What was that (laughs) called?
0: The Magic School Bus, I think.
1: (laughs) That, yeah. Okay. So that was pretty much it. And they went like in the stomach and in the butthole and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. That was weird.
0: I don't know. I like that episode. It's one of my faves.
1: You like the part where they're like in the butthole dodging poop and then there's like a piece of gum or something in there? I think the
0: the gum wasn't in that area. The gum was in the stomach. The whole point of going into his body was, I think, because he had swallowed gum. Or actually... I'm pretty
1: sure it was in the butt. And some kid bungee uh, jumped from the butt gum?
0: I don't think so. Like
1: saving another kid from poop or something? (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't there, like, like, a kid got lost in poop or something?
0: Um i don't think so and i don't want you to act like you know no or because you didn't watch the episode so screw you and stop
1: talking about it i know as much about that as i do tonight's episode yeah of that's true the lizzie mcguire television show (laughs) yep
0: yeah okay anyways um (laughs) uh hello this is chelsea (laughs) and ryan and this is what dreams are made of. Mm-hmm. Do you see this cat?
1: Yeah, I see that cat. Gosh. Basically sitting on your computer. Yeah,
0: I know. It's stressing me out. She's just, like, waiting for me to do something for her. She's just, like...
1: Mike is blocking her head. Is she staring at you? She's she just, staring like, like, into your soul.
0: And she's kind of looking away, but her head's, like, very pointed. Like, her body, like, and her head is like that.
1: Yeah, she's waiting in anticipation.
0: Okay, anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Let's move on. Okay.
1: So anyway, uh, gum, poop, bungee jumping.
0: Please stop. You're bugging me.
1: You're bugging me. (laughs) You said I couldn't be in musicals. Some cold-blooded crap. Do you think you could
0: be in musicals?
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: I think you could as far as the singing, yeah, obviously. You're a good singer.
1: Everybody talked crap on Russell Crowe. I figure I could do something that uh, received at least slightly less criticism than that.
0: No, you're not. He's not criticized for his acting on that movie. I don't think he's a strong enough singer to play the big role that he had he's basically fucking number two in that movie besides chelsea is jean a huge
1: geek about the Les Mis musical and if you're like me <laughs> and most other people on the planet you know i didn't even know there was a Les Mes musical oh my gosh until chelsea told me about it and she's like obsessed i knew about the movie you know like Liam Neeson, Jeffrey Rush movie. I'm it's is, is she in that? Yeah, she yeah. dies. Yeah, I... I yeah. Oh, and... Uh, Thank you. Claire Danes.
0: Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. I totally forgot about what that. What
1: a ripping cast. Yeah. Yeah, so I knew about that one. <clears throat> uh, Chelsea didn't know about that one. Yeah, I did. You I've seen that movie. It. Yeah, so she didn't see it until I no, told her about it. I watched it. it
0: when I was a kid.
1: You watched it after we started dating? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of making that up, but anyway. I'm a
0: lay is fan. In Chelsea, I saw that in movie. In Chelsea's
1: eyes, the musical is, you know, Lord of All. I was going to
0: say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, that's why she has huge opinions about who plays. Uh, the
0: characters, the main effing characters. And I'm saying Russell Crowe is a good actor. No one's arguing that. <laughs> he does not have the singing voice that should have been. For Javert
1: is ridiculous hey how about how many of our friends after <laughs> that movie came out said to you yeah so I mean I went I sh-, and then they started singing uh, I mean I was like well the-, then they started singing so like, this is a musical what the hell
0: okay anyway um but yeah So you're not getting it see Russell Crowe can act And not sing strong enough. I think you can sing. I don't think you can act.
1: Oh, I for sure can't act.
0: So that's what I'm saying. What the fuck are you talking about? Like getting all weird and butthurt about...
1: What about your 25th anniversary where they just stand there like fucking bumps on logs?
0: Yeah, you think you can handle that? Yes. They do a little bit of acting. Not really. And don't say that. They're putting it... Like it's a different... To be completely honest, I've been, I always wanted to kind of know, actually, so why in those particular productions, they stand there. And it's always like the really, really, really big ones. So it makes me wonder why, like, they're trying to put the emphasis maybe on the singing. And so when you're moving around and stuff, maybe it kind of takes away from like how well you maybe sing or can do that so maybe they're trying to really put the emphasis on like you're here to watch these people freaking kill the singing here like this is why they're here they're bosses at this that's the only thing i can think of like why it's like the 10th anniversary they did that the 25th anniversary you know at these big places
1: it probably takes away from the singing i mean it ain't beyonce up there you know (laughs) beyonce sings like on point and and kills everything so beyonce mm -hmm. was not in les mis (laughs) you know so that's definitely part of it but i think it's also just they need him to stay in front of the mics because otherwise you sound like this and then you uh, can't hear the person at the other shows i've been to
0: you have a mic connected to you
1: yeah lapel mic those things sound like crap
0: well no it's not that it's like a one like i've seen them like or they're like kind of disguised like
1: yeah those things sound like crap
0: okay well okay well anyway so i'm saying they don't stand there like bumps on logs like you're making it sound they
1: did in the 25th
0: but when you say it like that i feel like it sounds like silly or negative like you're i feel like you're being mean and
1: i was disappointed
0: Yet you're talking about doing that, like that's what you can handle. Yeah. Okay. Cool. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) Um. so what's up with
1: Lizzie and Gordo, (laughs) Miranda?
0: Yeah. So this episode is called "Facts of Life."
1: Do you think this episode is a play on the '80s television show?
0: I was wondering that. Um, the facts of life. No, I used to like that show though. I watched it regularly as a kid. I loved it. Did you watch it? A little bit. Yeah, I was like into it. I was like, "Oh, facts of life's on." Okay, cool. You know, like when I got home, put that on. If I was able to catch it, I was stoked. But anyway,
1: it'd be interesting to see it now. I feel like as yeah a, I as know. a kid, I can't remember anything. About I it, did kind honest. of register like, oh, this is about heavy stuff.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I wonder if we watch it now and be like, whoa, and it would like blow our mind. You know, like you go back to like some 1992 episode of The Simpsons and you're like, OMG, I can't believe they were already talking about this. Maybe the facts of life would just blow our minds. Mm-hmm. They should reboot it. They're rebooting Punky Brewster.
0: I don't know what that is. Yeah,
1: well, it was just a show.
0: Okay. All right, so facts of life. All right, so we're opening at school. We see a poster that says Glee Club, so we know we're in the Glee Club. (laughs) Mr. Escobar is leading the students. What is it, like, orchestrating? He's doing, like, the little— Conducting. Oh, conducting, sorry. The students singing. Um, And right as they start, um, so just Gordo and Miranda are in there. So right when the students start singing, Gordo says to Miranda— Rehearsal better not uh, run late today. I've got three book reports to finish and a science project to mummify. I don't have time for all this stuff. Um, Miranda asks him why he signed up then, Bordo says, uh, because he needed a non-academic activity on his school resume to impress charter school admission offices or something. Um,
1: Can Gordo sing? I feel like I heard him sing... In the, what was it? The Rat Pack episode.
0: I don't think he's singing that.
1: I I feel like he like pretends like he's like skiddly dadding or whatever that <laughs> crap is called.
0: <laughs> well, he anyway. doesn't sing in this whole scene, so maybe mm-hmm.
1: not. You know what is actually really tricky though. <laughs> what they they almost always make them sing stuff without the music in the background yeah that's why nine times out of ten when people sing on a tv show their timing is off
0: oh for sure yeah
1: but then also they might just be in the wrong key
0: yeah
1: so maybe gordo can sing
0: yep we'll never know um so yeah let's call him right now
1: i'll text him (laughs) yeah
0: okay so yeah he says he wants to impress schools blah 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 um, okay, and then he says to her, "All this, all this extra work he's doing—you know, the pressure is killing him." Um, then they start singing a song. It's like that, something, 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 doo da doo da Yankee da-da, Doodle. Da-da, is it that? Da-da. Or Old
1: McDonald.
0: No, it was not Old, Old
1: McDonald and Yankee Yankee Doodle, or <laughs> kind of the same song.
0: Um, okay. Anyways, I don't know and then lizzie walks yankee in
1: doodle had a farm doodah that's how it goes no.
0: okay so lizzie walks in while they're doing that and inner Lizzie makes some sort of comment i didn't write it down about why the glee club always only sings songs before or during the civil war or something i was like what?
1: yankee doodle
0: Okay, so it was Yankee Doodle. (laughs) Okay, so anyway. So practice ends, um, and then Mr. Escobar tells Gordo um, to make his doodahs snappier, uh, or to keep his doodahs snappier. Yeah,
1: that whole phrase was probably, like, super derogatory.
0: Yeah, and then Lizzie, when Gordo and Miranda, like, walk up to her, she's like, Gordo, how do you expect to get anywhere in life with sloppy doodahs? (laughs) much but he just glares at her doesn't really like this
1: you know if this show was right now gordon would be the dude that like knew the history of crap like this and was like schooling people Colin
0: out or mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure he would know yeah um okay so gordon glares at her which makes this joke lizzie yeah obviously. okay sorry so blah 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 miranda tells okay because that's why so i was like why did i write that down i said lizzie tells him it was just to she says relax it was just a joke but then Miranda tells Lizzie you know he's super stressed buried under homework which I think is really cute Miranda like does all the talking for Gordo Gordo right here in this scene which is kind of funny and cute and then um so after Miranda says that about Gordo Lizzie says you know I think we should try out for the factathlon and then Gordo says hello (laughs) and inner lizzie act like she was like blown by this um and then miranda tells lizzie like gordo is already swamped why would he want to sign up for you know that it would put even more pressure on him she's like it'll kill him
1: (laughs) i know what episode this is now
0: yeah and i won't spoil it for you okay yeah and then lizzie says um like the winners get to go to miami and then she shows the flyer. And then Miranda freaks out, tells Gordo he has to win this thing for them. <laughs> and then Lizzie says, uh, she's like, we'll all study, we'll all win, and we'll all go to Miami. And Miranda says, Madonna loves Miami. And then they show this, like, picture montage with this, like, fake Madonna look-alike person posing with them at, like, the beach.
1: What does a 13-year-old do at... Miami yeah
0: yeah I don't know um so Gordo agrees to do it since it can look good on his resume
1: go to a dolphins game that's what yes I know stuff
0: Mm -hmm. but he says they have to do it together and be completely focused so they all put their hands in in a like you know in the middle and they all chant like focus 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 and do that opening credits Okay. So now we're at the McGuire home, uh, living room. Oh, that's what it is. Miranda and Lizzie are quizzing each other. And then, yeah, I skipped the first part where Miranda asked Lizzie a question, but then Miranda says, ask me something. And Lizzie says, okay, who invented the, and then I, to be honest, I did not know what she says here. I rewound it and played it so many times and I could not understand. She says, who invented the, i don't know i'm not even gonna say and then miranda says really? oh maybe i know i wrote cotton gin
1: oh yeah that's a thing cottage gin. no
0: or cotton gin yeah that is a thing yeah <laughs> what is it
1: it was the thing it was an invention to like pull the seeds or oh. shell or whatever the fuck off of cotton it was like a processing tool you know
0: oh okay all right. Oh, well, anyways. So Lizzie asks Miranda who invented that. Miranda says, oh, shoot. Uh, um, and then she's like, I, I, I will always love you. Houston, Houston, Whitney Houston, Eli Whitney. <laughs> so the answer was <laughs> Eli Whitney. And so anyways, Lizzie nods in approval. And then Miranda's like, I'm running out of memory hooks. This is brutal. <laughs> um, and then Lizzie says, If our forefathers knew how dull history was going to be, I bet they wouldn't have gone around making so much of it. (laughs) I just thought it was so silly. So Gordo walks in. He says he was getting donuts. He said he was getting them donuts. And then Miranda asks, like, well, where are they? And he's like, oh, I ate them. Yours had coconut. I know you don't like coconut. (laughs) What? (laughs) Um... And then he says he signed them up for the factathlon. And he says they just need to find a faculty advisor because every team needs one. Lizzie suggests a teacher. I forget who. She says he's the smartest teacher in the school. And then Gordo says Kate's team already got him. Then Gordo says they can get Mrs. Trimmer. He says she's tough. She's smart. She'll make us study hard. B story. Do you remember anything about the B story?
1: Is it Matt in a band? Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I know. Do you want to really quickly uh, and give a rundown? Yeah, Matt and Laddie start a band. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> want me to redo that because you're coughing? <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah. Sure, do it.
1: Matt and Laddie, No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Matt and Lanny start a band. It's stupid. And there's some random old dude with like crabby spiked hair playing drums. That's the end of the B story. That's all you need to know. At the end they play a broke ass show in their backyard.
0: Calm down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they all come out wearing ski goggles and fishnets or something.
0: Alright, so now we're in um Okay, yeah, so we're in the classroom. Gordo is telling the girls. This part's a little confusing to me. So he says, he tells them Mrs. Trimmer wants them to make a, wanted them to make a study schedule. So he shows them the schedule that he made. And so he's like showing them and they're like, they're basically saying like, man, guess, you know, I'm only going to get three hours of sleep a night. And, oh, Miranda's like, I'm skipping dinner and talking to my family, but, you know, it'll be worth it when I'm in Miami. And um, then Miranda says, yeah, She says, uh, we're totally going to win with Mrs. Trimmer. And then Mr. Dig comes in and he says, Mrs. Trimmer, sorry, Trimmer. He says, Mrs. Tr- Trimmer has left the country. I will be substituting for her while she's gone. So this part just confused me because I'm like, Gordo says Mrs. Trimmer wanted us to make a schedule. And I'm like... So you talked to her and she agreed to be your advisor and she like started talking to you about this and she didn't fucking say she was leaving the country <laughs> like in a matter of like a, like, I don't know. I just thought it was
1: weird. Yeah. Miss Trimmer is a cold hearted a-hole. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but now as I'm saying and this out loud, as I'm saying this out loud though, I'm realizing maybe she could have had like a family emergency and just like left or something
1: Aww. randomly.
0: And then I feel kind of bad now.
1: Miss Trimmer is considerate and wonderful <laughs> okay also they wouldn't let mr dig do it he's a sub
0: okay yeah well anyways so gordo tells him you know he tells mr dig like she's supposed to be our advisor for the factathlon mr dig says he'll do it lizzie says you're gonna be our advisor and mr dig says Hey, I was good enough to tutor Christina Aguilera in Spanish. I was good enough to tutor the governor of Michigan in economics. I was good enough to tutor Ben Affleck about Pearl Harbor. And Lizzie says, you taught all those people? And he says, no, they wouldn't let me, but I was good enough. And if I'm good enough for them, I'm good enough for you.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. There you go, Mr. Big.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um. Yeah, so he tells them to be back at five to start. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway. All right. So now we're at the lockers. Lizzie and Miranda are checking that they have what they need for studying. Kate, Claire, and Larry Tudgman come up. So Kate says, You really think you can be us? And Larry says, you guys have less than a chance than Mark Anthony's fleet at the Battle of Alexandria in 12 BC. Uh, And he says, it was a Tuesday. Uh, And then Claire tells them they don't have time for this. They need to study. And they leave. And Miranda and Lizzie mock Claire while they go. Because Claire just keeps saying, like, study, study. So they're, like, mocking her. Anyways, Gordo comes up carrying a box filled with books. They go to the classroom to meet Mr. Digg in there. Um, so then Gordo says he rented every math book the library had. Um, and then the girls show all the things that they brought. And oh God, what was One of the things she said, she's like, oh, Lizzie's like, they're like listing the things calculator, this. They're like, my protractor. And I was like, holy shit, I forgot about protra- protractors. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, find an angle.
0: Hated that shit. Yeah.
1: Protractors are badass.
0: Okay. Yeah, anyway. Um,
1: did yeah. you say compass?
0: No, did I? I said calculator.
1: I still use compasses at work sometimes.
0: Maybe they might have. I don't know. Badass. they They brought like a handful of things that were like help with math, so I don't know. Anyways, Mr. Dig tells them to get rid of all that stuff. Everyone's obviously confused. Gordo asks like, what are they going to study with? And Mr. Dig pulls out a deck of cards and he says, these... So shows the cards. Then Miranda says, um, sorry, this whole scene's kind of funny. She's like, those are cards
1: <laughs> and then Mr. Diggs.
0: Mr. Diggs says, very good, Miranda. If we need you to identify any other objects in the factathlon, you're our go-to girl. <laughs> sorry, her going, um, those are cards. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, so Lizzie asks sarcastically if they're going to study math by playing poker. And Mr. Dick says, of course not. He says, we're going to play blackjack. <laughs> uh, Gordo's not happy about this. Um, he, what did I write? Oh, I said, yeah, he tries to tell them the factathlon is intense and they need to study. And he says, like, he basically said, I want, I want to study the old fashioned way. Um, Mr. Dick says they are going to study. But they're going to go at it differently. They're going to learn by doing it. He says, if you play blackjack, you learn math. Addition, subtraction, probability, ratio. Gordos, oh, and this is when he says. That. He says he thinks they should study the old-fashioned way with books. Lizzie says she thinks Mr. Digg's way can work. And then she says, hit me, dealer.
1: And then Mr. Digg punches her in the face.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: He says, now you're going to learn about MMA.
0: Okay, so next day in the courtyard Bruh.
1: and
0: Mr. Dig walks up wearing like um, uh, yeah, a 1600s outfit carrying a basket of bread and a turkey. Um, and he says to them, English history, grab a turkey leg and eat it fast because we didn't have air conditioning in the 16th century. And the only way to preserve this is to cake it with salt, <laughs> which I was like, I didn't know that. Um, it's funny because he's wearing this outfit and then I did like a bunch of, he just like walks in. So I didn't listen to the conversation yet. He just like walks in and I wanted to describe his outfit or what like century it was. So I was like looking up on my phone, like 1700s, you know, like all these things to try and find it. And finally the last thing I put was 1600s and that came up like kind of what he's wearing. And I was like, so proud of myself. I was like, cool, 1600s. And then like one minute later, he's like, 16th century like, says it. And I was like dang it <laughs> but then I was also kind of proud of myself I validated my uh, research there. yeah tight <laughs> okay anyway okay so now we're gonna kind of see like quick like cuts these like different scenes that are gonna cut like them studying so I'm gonna kind of describe them but they're all like different Anyways. it's a
1: montage
0: I guess yeah Is there music no oh that's why I'm saying it's I didn't want to call it that. It's just like kind of... Anyways, I'm just going to go through it. I wrote bullet points. So first, they're in a lab at school. They're all wearing lab coats, and he's having them make carbon dioxide. Next, now they're all playing blackjack in a classroom. And then Miranda says she does some like gnarly math and probability and just says a lot of stuff. Mr. Dig is impressed. Now, Courtyard, uh, Lizzie and Miranda now also dressed 16th century style, eating the food from the basket, talking like they're from that time period. So Miranda to Gordo says, by the way, my liege, I failed to produce the male heir for the throne. And Gordo says, no matter, I'll just break away from the church Brom? I didn't know what word he says. Brom? Prom? I don't know. He says, start the church of England, have your head lopped off and marry that saucy wench. And he gestures to Lizzie. (laughs) Um, all right now we're back in the lab now they're making chocolate milk all right now we're back in the 16th century clothes they're showering kate claire and larry with flowers while they're those three are trying to study kate is annoyed by this claire keeps reminding them to study larry points out a rash on kate's neck she says it's a stress rash from all the studying Uh, now new scene, he has them drop different objects, mostly food off of the stairs to understand physics.
1: Don't they have a watermelon?
0: Yeah. An egg, a watermelon, some other stuff, but I know stuff. Yeah. Uh, next scene, Lizzie kicking butt on blackjack or at blackjack. All right. So that's all I wrote for that. That was their whole like study, weird montage, cut scenes of fast scenes. You know what I mean? I don't know what to call that. I need to learn the lingo. Okay. So now we're at the factathlon. So we see, uh, Kate's rash is worse. Larry's eye is like twitching. Now they're all just like kind of effed up from all the studying they've been doing. Um, Miranda and Lizzie and Gordo are all kind of talking shit. They're telling them, you know, they're going to dominate and quickly, Mr. Escobar, Escobar is the moderator and uh, he gives the. Uh, he says the first category is English history. And Lizzie says, yes. And then she looks at Mr. Digg, who gives her a thumbs up. Then Lizzie to Kate says, fare thee well, Kate. We've come to bury you, not to praise you. <laughs> that was funny. Then Mr. Escobar says, who commanded the British fleet at the Battle of Trafalgar? Kate hits the buzzer, gets the right answer. Uh, more questions are asked. Claire and Larry answer and get correct. Then Lizzie says, uh-oh. <laughs> um, all right, so now we're at the start of a new scene. We see, we see the score is 12 to 0. Um, Mr. Escobar says, moving on to the American Revolution, what year did the Boston Tea Party occur? Larry says, hits the buzzer and he says, December 16th, 1773. Obviously gets it right. So Miranda to Lizzie and Gordo says, why didn't we get that one? And Gordo says, because we didn't study dates and places and times. And Lizzie says, I know that the colonists, fe- uh, she says, I know what the colonists felt, but I don't know when they felt it. He needs to ask questions about turkey legs. <laughs> And then Mr. Escobar says, what year did Abraham Lincoln sign the Emancipation Proclamation? Miranda hits the buzzer. I wish I wrote down what she said, because it was cool, but it was just like long, so I didn't write write it all down. But she gives the reasoning why he signed it. So she gives like kind of a long answer saying why he did it. Uh, But Mr. Escobar tells her like, ooh, you know, we're looking for the date here. So then she's like, oh, pass, because she doesn't know the date. So then Kate hits the buzzer, gives the correct answer. So then Lizzie makes a plan to have Gordo fake sick and Miranda turn on the fire sprinklers. Then they'll run. Miranda's down. Gordo says they just need to focus. He believes they can do it. So now we see a montage of Kate, Claire, and Larry all hitting the buzzer and answering all the questions while Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo sit there bummed out. So, randomly, after this little bit of that, randomly Gorley yells, Oh, my heart! And he collapses on the table. Miranda disappears, and then we see the fire sprinklers come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to point out here, because I just, I only noticed that now watching this episode, for some reason, the only, they're only spraying on Kate, Claire, and Larry, and Mr. Escobar, I think, but like no one else, the fire sprinklers, but okay. So then Miranda gestures to Lizzie and Gordo, like, come on, come on. Um, And they all run. I kind of wrote stuff about the B story, but.
1: I covered the B story. You forgot
0: to say that the parents weren't very supportive of the band. And Matt gets kind of mad at them. Who cares? Calls them out a little bit. (laughs) Okay, anyway. All right, so um, now we're on the, like, school stairs, like, inside, um, near the hallway. And. Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are laying and sitting on the steps, defeated. Gordo says, that didn't go well. Inner Lizzie says, the Titanic didn't go well. This was a disaster. All we did was talk like old English weirdos and eat turkey legs. Which I was like, I don't even know if I like that she says this, because the Titanic, I don't want to like minimize how horrible that was.
1: Yeah. It's uh, pretty middle school.
0: Yeah, that is true. I'll give her, yeah, I'll give them that. So then Kate, Claire and Larry walk up and Kate says, well, it looks like you didn't bury us. And Claire says, we buried you. And she says, I got to hand it to you. It's not often that students do so bad that their teachers quit. And then all of them are like, Mr. Digg is quitting. And they're all like shocked. Kate says, um, oh, cause then Claire says like, yeah, they, he, we heard him tell, Mr. Escobar, that he was quitting. So Kate says, well, see you in Miami. Oh, wait, I guess we won't. <laughs> um, okay, so now it seems like this is probably the next day. The Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo walk into the classroom where Mr. Dig is at, and he's packing up his stuff. Miranda says that they heard he was leaving, and he says, Well, I let you down, didn't I? And Lizzie tells him that he can't quit. He says, "Why not? I'm a terrible teacher. You didn't learn anything from me." They start saying, like they start listing all the things that they've learned, and then Gordo says, "I always busted my tail for school. I never. Some, I I think he says, I never thought it could be fun before. I like missed a word when I wrote this quote, but anyways.
1: Whoopsie. And then Lizzie
0: says. Or interesting, yesterday I got a book on Queen Elizabeth I at the school library. And Miranda's, like, shocked about this. (laughs) The Mr. Dig is, like, coming over to them. And he's like, well, I guess I didn't do such a bad job after all. And then he puts his, like, arms around them. He's like, in fact, you should be thanking me. And Lizzie says, I wouldn't go overboard. We did want to go to Miami. And Gordo says, yeah, well, thank you if we survive the gloating Kate. Um, or sorry, he says, well, Gordo says, yeah, well, thank you. If we survive the gloating Kate does when she comes back from Florida next week. Okay. Now we cut to next week. So next week on the screen, um, they're in the hallway and then we see Claire comes into the hallway on crutches followed by a very, very sunburnt Larry and a spotty Kate. Lizzie asks what happened to them. She's like, whoa, what happened to you guys? Kate says she got bitten to death by sand fleas. Claire says she stepped on a sea urchin. Um, and Larry says he got so sunburnt his teeth hurt. They walk away.
1: Sand fleas?
0: Yeah. Didn't know that was a thing, but gross.
1: I'm Googling it right now. Okay.
0: Then Lizzie is laughing. They're all laughing, basically. Um, And then Mr. Dig comes up, and all at the same time, they say, Thanks, Mr. Dig. And that's basically the end. Did you find anything?
1: Yeah, they're not fleas. They're little, like, sand crabs.
0: Okay, well, anyway. Um, Yeah, so that's the end. They thank Mr. Dig, basically. I think you missed that. And Junie's up here again. Here, I'm gonna do this thing to her. She'll probably leave. I'm like massaging her face. <laughs> sometimes she seems like she likes it, sometimes she doesn't. She's confused. Um, yeah, so don't really have anything to say other than the only thing I can come close to for something like this is the spelling bee that I was in in elementary school. And we did it at the mall and at I, the mall yeah the inland uh, inland center mall wow and yeah we had like we were like in the middle of the mall and like there was like a stage set up and so it's actually i have one little funny story about that so i was i have a really that's like my only like good thing i have about me it's really good like short-term memory you know like so i can like i always kicked ass at like um vocab tests and shit because I could study right before and like no like just memorize the answer you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. how to spell slash actually even in high school I think it was senior year yeah the teacher sometimes instead of just like sometimes we had to write down the definitions instead of the words Mm -hmm. and I would always like I could literally 10 20 minutes before the class started just like hustle and I would like memorize all like 50 Ish, like <laughs> definitions and stuff, things like that. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. I did study really hard though for the spelling bee in elementary school. I wish I remember the exact grade. It was like fourth maybe or something. But anyway, um, and uh, I did study really hard. They give you like a list of words to memorize, like they're like that will be asked. Huh. And and there was like a handful of us that were chosen from like each class, like in that grade, you know? um, And me and my really, she was like one of my closest friends at the time. And she was always, she was like the smartest person in the class. Everyone like knew that about her. She was uh, just super freaking smart and kick ass. But anyways, her and I were in the same class obviously. And then we were the last two like going. So everyone else had been eliminated and her and I kept going. And uh, finally they ran out of the words. So they were like just giving us new words. And, um, okay. This is the word that got everyone out. Um, the teacher who was like running this thing, she kind of said things with like, I don't want to say an accent, but maybe like, so basically, and we're all young, we're little, you know, we're kids. And so she, she, and this word wasn't on our list. It was a word that they started making up, but she said the word was appreciate but she kept saying oh, appreciate and i'm not exaggerating that because it literally eliminated like five kids like in a row because they all kept putting an o mm. cuz she kept saying it again oh, appreciate o oh, appreciate and so every kid was like starting with an o and getting eliminated and my mom like you know waves at me and she's like it's appreciate like <laughs> Word is operative, so finally I go on stage and I get it right. <laughs> uh, but then it was just me, and her name was Donna, left at that point. <laughs> um, so, anyways, blah blah blah. I lost though to Donna, so I got second place, but we went on for a while, and it was actually like kind of funny. in anyway, and so the word I lost on was stomach because I didn't... I think I either... I, see, even now, I'm fucking forgetting. I forget if there's, like, an E or not at the end of the word. Whatever it is, I, I did it wrong. And so... Hmm. And I think Donna got it right. And so... um, uh, That's my equivalent to, like, being on stage and people kind of watching you and you're being, like, asked questions or whatever. But, but uh, that was, like, my only... One of my only strengths in school. I was good at... Like reading and spelling and shit, stupid shit like that. So,
1: reading and spelling isn't exactly stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a thing. It's, uh, yeah,
0: I guess. What does it get you
1: through books?
0: <laughs> I also was like weird about because I don't know if you remember this. They would test how fast you could read. Did you ever do that?
1: I don't know, but I always failed the hell out of those. I was always the worst.
0: I was always one of the fastest because I was also, also ultra competitive. So I would try and like, I was just doing it so fast though, that it started like annoying my teacher and teachers because I obviously wasn't retaining anything I was actually reading. I was just trying to read so fast. And also like if we did like the popcorn reading and like kids wanted to go out to recess, my friends would purposely call my name so that I would get us through like the reading faster. Um, because did you I, have
1: to read out loud? How do they yeah. test that?
0: Oh, no, I'm just saying that's a little unrelated. I'm just talking about like reading fast, but you know yeah. how like you'd have to read in class sometimes out loud and get through like sections and it would like bump off people. Yeah,
1: yeah we did that. The goal wasn't to be fast. It was just to read it.
0: No, I know. So I'm saying you no. You just
1: decided the goal is to be fast? Yeah. <laughs> And That's so stupid. Well, because sometimes it would land
0: on <laughs> me, and it was like, oh, we just have to finish this thing, and then you guys can go to, like, recess early or something. And so, it was like, people would be like, oh, well, we want Chelsea to read, like, <laughs> last, <laughs> because that'll get them through, and we're going to get to recess faster.
1: I was always embarrassed to read in front of people. Oh, I have a hard time.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway... Blah, blah, blah. I finally stopped doing that because a teacher was like, got annoyed with me for, and it was like the testing one. They were testing me and I was trying to read it so fast. They were like, stop doing that. <laughs> um, but I wanted to be the best. So
1: did you ever have to do current events?
0: What does that mean? Like, give me, what do you, I don't know.
1: So, oh, well, maybe it's called something else somewhere else, but. Uh, in one class, we did these things called current events, and all it was was we had to find, like a newspaper article or something, mm-hmm. and then report on it verbally, like in front oh, of the class. Oh, I think we
0: did that too. Yeah,
1: yeah, that I did. Really I did one of those once. Um, and, and in general, I I did pretty good on those. But um, yeah, so I did my current event, and and the teacher would literally write the grade on your little scrap of newspaper. Oh, okay. Um, And then give it to you. <laughs> and so I went, and then, like, a couple kids later, some other kid did the same current event, same newspaper, like, thing. Oh, wow. But had, like, way more info. Like, you know, because you're basically doing it from memory. It had to be, like, you know, you mm, read the thing, okay. and then you report on it by memory.
0: Yeah.
1: And you weren't supposed to, like, read something you wrote or anything like that. mm Anyway, so this kid dropped a bunch of knowledge off this fucking newspaper article. The teacher took back my (gasps) thing, and she changed it from an A to a C. Are you
0: serious? Yeah, that actually pisses me off. (laughs) I can understand maybe changing it to like a B and being like, okay, obviously, like there was more information you could have like known, and this kid is like showing that. And like giving him an A, okay, yeah, I get it. You don't want to give two, you both the A or something when the, that one kid probably deserved it a little more, I guess. But from an A to a C, I think is super shitty. And it's like, okay, you're an idiot because you should have given the proper grade in the first place then. Um, anyways, yeah. whatever. I'm annoyed by that.
1: That teacher, uh, that teacher didn't like me.
0: You well know, yeah, we, no shit. It doesn't well, sound like
1: it. We talked once about like a high school teacher that didn't like me. Yeah. And that was much more understandable. Um, oh, this, now he says it. Well He totally
0: uh, argued with me about all that for freaking days.
1: I'm not saying the teacher should have liked me.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Maybe the teacher was an ass mm-hmm. and did stuff that was stupid and wrong.
0: Okay, we'll talk about this lady. Th-
1: yeah. But looking back, this was like fourth grade or something. Yeah, like so you're that. a
0: freaking kid. Yeah, I
1: was a little kid, and and I honestly don't know why she didn't like me. But we had to do. Um, this is just a example. We had to do these like science projects, and I I found this thing. My mom got me some like book with like projects for kids or something, and one of them was to make like a steam powered boat, mm-hmm. and so. It's like a little wooden boat and on top of it was basically like a small enclosed piece of pipe that had a little hole mm-hmm. and you you put water in it and then you put a candle under that and the candle would heat up the water in the pipe and it would shoot out the hole and then the boat would wow. move. And it really wasn't like super complicated.
0: Sounds very complicated to me right
1: now. It, it, well... <laughs> I don't know, I, I just, mm-hmm. I made a million things yes. like that are yeah, more complicated you, yeah. than that. Mm-hmm, that's right. So it wasn't a big deal. Like mm-hmm. So I, I made that um, and brought it to class, and, and it worked. Whatever. Yeah. The teacher basically accused me of not making it and having somebody else make it. Really? Yeah.
0: Did your mom come in and freaking knock her head?
1: Yeah, my mom beefed with okay, her. Okay, I was
0: going to say, that is... Like you best believe, if Cooper was in a situation like that, that I'm gonna be going. Like I, you know, hey, power to you, teachers out there. Have a lot of respect. I get it. Teaching is probably freaking brutal, and we have friends who are teachers. If you accused my son of lying or like not doing something that he did, I'm gonna come at you.
1: And like I properly made it. Like yeah, I believe if, that. If I, if I had like done that project at my dad's house he would have wanted to be involved he would have at the very least like set me up Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. all the bits and pieces yeah this one i made at my mom's house and it wasn't that she couldn't help it was just it was just that she didn't like she was well one she just trusted me to do it you know like um but she was probably really busy doing other stuff Mm -hmm. you know um so i really did like properly make it yeah but it is kind of funny, like, that was, yeah, it would have been about fourth grade. Was she, like, a fucking old-ass
0: lady or something? I just don't really...
1: No, um, she wasn't that old. Um, All
0: just my, like, most of the time at least. The really old teachers are the ones that were really lame.
1: No, but it's kind of funny looking back at school experiences and how many people basically basically said, I. In in one form or another, I can never be an engineer. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I know. I know.
1: Some people directly said it. And this was, I was too young for that. But she was effectively saying it by saying I couldn't have built that thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm already foreseeing Cooper potentially
1: going through
0: unfortunately kind of similar things I mean hopefully not we'll see but he already seems to be on the Ryan path of how he like operates (laughs) and so I like and it's also partly me assuming that people are being judgmental and like kind of judging him already right now and maybe they're not and so I could be wrong about that but I kind of feel like there's this weird like thing because so our boy is really wonderful um, but he's almost two and he doesn't talk, uh, which we don't really care, but it just kind of comes off weird because, or like it, we have friends with kids his age or younger who are talking and kind of well at this point. Um, but Cooper just does like, he's just, how do I, well, okay. Well, one, I'll say this one thing first too, that I, I read cause you know, I'm a mom, I'm a new mom, and so, of course, I Google, like, a lot of things. So, I did kind of Google, like, my kid is too does doesn't talk. And one of the things that came up was this uh, article that was written, I think a doctor, read, I forget what, but she said that it's more normal than people think, but also some kids, like, just actually don't want to talk until they know what they're saying, like, that they... Um, understand what they're saying and when we read that we were like oh that's Ryan like (laughs) and so um, so anyway so I just kind of foresee him being on a a Ryan path which you know is perfectly fine with me because I I've told you this a million times but literally like every day while he was in my belly prayed over him to be like you in like every single way Um, and so part of that is your brain and (laughs) (laughs) that <laughs> a part of that is how you uh function. But, you know, unfortunately some people I think when you're yeah, I guess as like a kid or even now, it's like I think people can see it like looking like, oh, he's behind or he's whatever. Um but yeah, I mean, but when we see Cooper and he's like really incredible at like weird things that you would not think like a two-year-old should be um and just kind of how his mind works already it kind of seems like his gears turn like a different way you know like how he you know he loves to anyways I'm not gonna get all into it I just kind of wonder if he'll experience similar things because I already kind of feel like it's like slightly happening to him already yeah and so it makes me kind of think like oh man like is he gonna go through that like you know people just kind of judge him and maybe he's just processing things differently you know what I mean or like needs to learn things in a different kind of way than how like you know the norm like learns um but we'll see I mean you know a large part of me wants to do homeschool if I can and you know we'll nurture that it'll be different and hopefully he won't he won't go through that you know what you went through but um
1: yeah I bumped into that like basically all throughout your whole,
0: school. Yeah. I was like your whole life. I mean, even like as an adult, you were saying people were like not believing you about when you said you were going back to school and what you were doing. People were like not actually thinking you were going to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was a combo of like people just being basic and judgmental. Yeah. And then also at the same time, not really understanding what I was good at.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but yeah, all throughout school, I always bumped into this thing where it was like, in some aspects, people would kind of recognize me as being very talented. And then in other aspects, they'd recognize me as being super deficient. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was it yeah. was a weird thing to basically be an adult before I realized.
0: Yeah, for like, sure. Oh,
1: I, uh, I actually process things differently. I learned things a little bit differently.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, if I use that in a way that plays to my strengths, then I can actually be really exceptional at some things, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I have this sneaking suspicion one day he's just going to be spitting out like a bunch of words and crap (laughs) all of a sudden, like he's holding back.
0: Right. I think he's, yeah, I, well, yeah, we've talked about this a million times to each other, but we think he definitely understands us. We think he's just,
1: no, he totally does. Cause we ask him to do things. Yeah. And yeah. Just like, you know, if he's not being a butt in that moment, I was he, was like, he's
0: kind of actively defiant though, about anything. Most things we ask him to do. Yeah, like he doesn't, I he, don't know.
1: You can see, I, I see this quite a bit recently. Um, he, he's actively testing my responses. Hmm like the the last couple of weeks his thing now is when we go in the room he's gonna hop up on the yes, chair
0: that was, yeah, and,
1: and grab that grab the lamp
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know yeah but i'm noticing him like hop up there and pause and he'll look at me yeah and see what my response is mm-hmm. then he'll stand up on the back of the chair and kind of pause and yeah. like take a look see what my response is then he'll like stick a hand in the air and kind of pause <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, see if I'm responding. Then he'll grab the lamp and shake the fuck out of it. <laughs> and that's when I respond. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I think he's he's doing to us what he does with everything else. He's like, he's kind of poking and prodding and figuring yeah. things out.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. Okay. Anyway, sorry. This all spiraled into like a lot.
1: I don't know. I think it actually has to do with the episode, different learning styles and what you get out of it.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's the thing that I was thinking about too, because I've heard our friends talk about this in the past, but how school is sometimes it's just kind of frustrating that it's like, there's just this one style that they just apply to everyone. You sit there, you listen to the teacher talk or you take notes, whatever, you get homework. And you're kind of learning that not everyone can thrive off of that kind of learning environment. You know what I mean? Like, and really like get the most out of it. And it's like, yeah, some people, that's perfectly fine. Like um, the the Matt Sleases of the world are like TJs, you know, just they suck up that information, works perfectly for them me, I cannot sit and listen to a teacher. I can't even take notes very well. And anyways, whatever, I'm not a good student. Um, but also it's cause I just don't feel like I also felt like I didn't really looking back now. I'm like, Oh, I don't really think that was like a great setup for someone like me either. I just kind of, or maybe like a lot of people feel that way. I just felt like I, it's hard for me to focus, I guess. And also retain like Information when people are talking. Yeah. What do they call it? They call it something like there's like different kind of learning and like if someone's like talking, some people learn really well if you're someone's just like telling them the information and talking to them and they can oh, like, like verbal listener. Yeah, it's like or something verbal learner,
1: mm-hmm. like visual learner.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which I feel like those are actually pretty old. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say phrases. that sounds it's Like really I kind of wonder if that's just completely yeah. outdated at this point, but
0: yeah okay well anyway it's blah 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 yeah I was gonna say I I feel like I would have liked Mr. Diggs style of teaching more but he did let them down in the having them do stuff doesn't really help with the facts that they needed to know I guess so
1: (laughs) yeah he got he got sweet in new school and missed the point yeah
0: (laughs) but anyway um is there anything more you want to say
1: Nah. Okay.
0: Alright, um, thanks for listening, and this has been Chelsea. And Ryan. And like Gordo says, I'd rather be a good person than look
1: good in a picture. Than eat turkey legs with salt.